This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 8th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience, and this is part 59 of the series. The title of today's message is Living Free of Guilt and Shame. As a born-again believer, blood-bought believer, you are called by God. You are forgiven. You are born again. You are filled with God's Spirit. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are called according to God's plan and work and purpose for your life. For you to become that man, that woman that God has called you to be, you, you got to get to the point where you are not living in guilt or shame or condemnation. Let's talk about it. Foundational scripture, James 1, 2 through 4, the Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually does something inside of you. It develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger, stronger, stronger. It releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there's a time, there's a season for everything. And everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time. And finally, Genesis 45, I've been stuck on verses 1, 2, and 3. Let's go back to these same verses again today. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Joseph could not hold on to himself any longer. He was keeping up the front in front of his attendants, but then he cried out, leave, everybody get out of here. And when all of them were gone, he identified himself to his brothers, but he kept sobbing. And he was sobbing so violently that the Egyptians next door, they could hear him. And the word got all the way back to Pharaoh's palace. Joseph spoke to his brothers and said, listen, guys, I am Joseph. No interpreter in your own language. I am Joseph. And I want to know, is my father really still alive? And his brothers couldn't say a word, and they were speechless. <laughs> they couldn't believe what they were hearing and what they were seeing. So, what does this mean to you today? You're like Rick. You keep going back to the same story. I got it. Okay, fine. No, there there are levels to this. There are layers and layers of revelation. What does this mean to you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. And now, as I get into these things, this is when you want to rid yourself of all distractions. Lock in four things. Number one. Here we go. Forgiveness frees the forgiver. Forgiveness frees you, right? We live in a society today, 2020, where grudges are commonplace. It seems like people just can't get along and, and people are just like so polarized, especially like politics. Oh my God. Like if somebody, even in church, if somebody has a different political view than another person in the same church or even in the same family, it's like, forget it. You're, you're no longer invited to Thanksgiving dinner. You're, you're like, you can't sit on the same row with me. In church. I mean, it's just crazy. People are holding on to grudges and bitterness and resentment. And, and like, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is not love. This is not God. Hospitals are actually full of patients who have physical illnesses because of hatred, 
resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness. Like people are causing themselves physical pain because they're holding on to the bitterness of their past. And, and many people just can't find it within themselves to let it go and to forgive. These grudges cause emotional baggage. And eventually this stuff just eats away at your peace. Now, I seriously doubt that Joseph could have become uh, the man that he was called to be if he had held on to bitterness, right? Joseph could have never become Joseph if he had lived his life with bitterness and malice and holding on to the pain of his past. Um, if he was holding on to his past, he would have never walked into his future. And so as a believer, you are going to have to let these things go. Like he couldn't ever maximize his potential in life if, if he was harboring bitterness in his heart towards his brothers. So instead of holding on to that malice, he let them go. And so in this setting where we're looking at right now in Genesis 45, when he's talking to his brothers, it's obvious that he had released them already in his heart. If he had not released them, now listen, let's be clear about this. If he had not released them already in his heart, when he saw them, he would have been full of anger and hatred and bitterness, and he would have ordered them to be killed. But instead, he was crying because he loved them. He was crying uncontrollably because he loved them and he was happy to be reunited with them. That's how it is. Like, like at the end of the day, you got to get to the point where you are either going to be like God or you're not. You have to, you have to let it go. I, I've, I've said this to you before. Holding on to bitterness is like drinking poison and thinking that the other person is going to get sick. Listen, they already, they forgot about you. They moved on with their life. There they are. They're going on with their life. And here you are living with the pain of the past and you're holding on to bitterness and malice and pain. But when you forgive, not only do you release them, but you release yourself. I mean, you have to release yourself so that you can move forward. Say amen to that. Number two, relationships. And this is what I'm talking about stuff that's going on in the, in the U.S. today relationships can cause amazing joy and they can also cause tremendous pain because people are messy like you know as as a when you're in ministry when you when you're uh when you operate as a pastor or as, or, or as a man of god a minister you're you're in the people business and when you're dealing with people people can be messy and so either you can have tremendous joy in relationships or also tremendous pain so while it's true that Joseph had moved on with his life right? He was not worrying about his past. His brothers could not say the same thing. They were still living with their mistake and it had been over 20 years. Over 20 years passed by and many people live this way. They, they hold on to stuff and they're living with guilt and shame and remorse and they allow this to, to loom over them, to overshadow them. And if you live this way, you will never maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed on the inside of you before the world began. When when something terrible happens in a relationship, and if you live long enough, you're going to get there. Like bad things happen in relationships and you got to learn how to forgive people so that you can maintain the relationship. Uh, but when, when something bad happens in a relationship, there's a danger on both sides of the transgression. Let me explain. So the transgressor, right? The person who did the wrong, they must learn to, to come and, you know, to reconcile and also to forgive themselves. But the transgressed must also learn to release the transgressor. Because if not, then that single act can ruin both sides. It can actually destroy the transgressor and the transgressed. In the story of Joseph, 
Joseph was the transgressed and his brothers were the transgressors. And, and, and Joseph on his side, on the transgressed side, he released it and he was ready to move on. And he became Joseph, the man that he was called to be. But the transgressors never released it. And so for over 20 years, they lived with guilt and shame. For over two decades, they were living with this thing over their heads. Joseph went on with his life. Joseph was thriving, and they were just living with the pain of their past. And Joseph would have never maximized his potential if he had lived with the pain of his past because his pain, his past was really painful. So, so here's the point. The point is that relationships matter. As a believer, there are no lone, lone rangers in the body of Christ. You are called to live your life with other people. And, and you were designed to be a social person. You were designed to get along with other people. And so God wants you to learn how to forgive, how to be kind, how to be forgiving, how to develop a forgiving heart, and how to forgive yourself. Now, for you to make the most of the relationships that God wants you to have, and for you to live this fantastic life, you are going to have to learn to be easy on others and also to be easy on, on yourself. Let others go, release them, and then release yourself so that you can have the relationships that God has called you to have. Life is better when it's enjoyed with others. Now, this doesn't mean that others have to be perfect because you're not perfect, but it just means that on both sides, you guys got to learn how to forgive. You got it? All right, number three. You have not disqualified yourself from your destiny. Now, let me, let me labor right here for a minute. I want you to look at me. Lean in for a minute. You have not disqualified yourself from your destiny. So this series is about faith and patience. This series is about living by faith and developing patience. And it's clear, Hebrews 6 and 12, that you need faith and patience in order to obtain the promises of God. So I've been focusing in on Joseph for weeks or months now. But let me just take a moment to talk about the 10 brothers. Now, these guys were called too. So they had a destiny too. Matter of fact, they have tribes named after them to this day, like to this day, the 12 tribes of Israel. 10 of those tribes are named after the 10 men who were living with guilt and shame and condemnation for 20 years. They were living for over two decades with the guilt of one bad decision. So let me talk about that. You were called to a destiny that God designed for you before the world began right? You, you were born when you were born and where you were born because of why you were born. And so God called you to this destiny. He did it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. This also means that God called you based on the foreknowledge of your decisions. So he called you based on everything that he knew you would do, good and bad. So everything that you would ever do in life, every decision, he, God doesn't have to wait to Tuesday to know what you're going to do on Tuesday. So he called you based, your decisions matter, but he called you based on his foreknowledge of your decisions. So he predestined you in accordance with the foreknowledge of the decisions that he, that you were going to make and his foreknowledge of those decisions. So because he already knew everything that you were going to do good and bad, and he called you anyway, this means that you cannot disqualify yourself. First of all, how can you disqualify yourself from something you never qualified for in the first place? God did not call you by performance. He called you by grace. And he did not call you based on your performance or how good you are. He called you based on his love. And so this is why Paul said in, in um, Galatians 5 and 6 that faith works by love. Let me explain this. Now, when I was a young Christian, a baby Christian, I used to think that faith works by love means 
that my faith is going to be strong when my love walk is strong. So then, so what I was like, oh man, I got to make sure that I love everybody because I want my faith to work. If I don't love somebody, then it's going to stifle my faith. And no, I want my faith to be strong because faith works by love. So I got to try to love everybody so that my faith can work. But see, now the emphasis there is on me, not on God. And, and, and when Paul was writing to the believers in Galatia, he, he wrote a whole letter about God's grace and not our performance. So he was focusing on grace and not performance. So if, if I focus on me and my love walk has to be strong, that means that I'm focusing on my performance. No, when, when Paul said faith works by love, what he was saying is that your faith is not going to be strong when you think that your love towards God is perfect. Your faith is going to be strong when you are convinced that God's love towards you is perfect. Oh, okay. So now my faith is going to be strong when I know that God loves me. God loves me with an unconditional love. So now my faith is strong and I'm going to believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in my life. No matter how long it takes, I'm living by faith and patience because I'm convinced that even when I do something wrong, God already knew I was going to do it wrong and he forgave me anyway. So I come to him. I'm not going to allow that to derail me from my destiny. I know that God is committed to me and he's not holding it against me. And 2 Timothy 2 and 13 says, when we are faithless towards God, God remains faithful towards us for he cannot deny himself. When he looks at you, he is seeing himself. When he looks at you, he is seeing his purpose. When Satan looks at you, he sees sin. When God looks at you, he sees his son. And the Bible says he cannot deny himself. He's looking at you and he sees the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. Hebrews 8 and 12 says that, listen, from now on, God is going to be merciful to our unrighteousness and our sins, our iniquities, he will remember no more. He is not holding your mistake against you. Your history is not keeping you from your destiny. You have to believe that God loves you and that he's committed to you and that he knew you were going to make that mistake. And he called you anyway. Say amen to that. Number four. And finally, flowing in the same vein, last point for today, God is greater than your heart. The Bible says in 1 John 3 and 20, that if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart because he knows all things. Let me say that again. If your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. Why? Because he knows all things. Let me explain what I mean. When you do something wrong, and I'm talking about faith and patience, God is going to call you to do something, and it may take one year, five years, 10 years. So let me just give you a practical example. Let's say we're in 2020. Let's say that God gave you a promise in 2019, and you wrote it down, and you told your spouse about it, and you're believing God, and you, you sowed a seed toward it, and you're, you're meditating on it, and you're, this is it. Like This is a big thing for you, and it's 2020, and you're believing that it's going to come to pass. But let's say that in 2020, you make a mistake. Newsflash, you are going to make a mistake. You make mistakes because you're human. So now let's say that you make a mistake in 2020. The devil's going to come and say, you know what? <laughs> now you can't have it. You, you, you messed up, so you can't have what God said. Pause for a moment. God gave you the promise when? 2019. Where are we now? 2020. Wait a minute. Didn't God already know what I was going to do in 2020 when he gave me the promise in 2019? Yes. And God called me anyway? Yes. God gave me the promise anyway? Yes. That means that what I just did can't disqualify me. 
That's why the Bible says that when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart for he knows all things. No, the devil is going to come and say, no, you messed up. He wants you to get into condemnation. The devil wants you to live in condemnation because when you're in condemnation, you run away from God. No, the Holy Spirit doesn't come to condemn you. The Holy Spirit comes to convict you of the righteousness that Jesus established for you. So the Holy Spirit will come to remind you, no, 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 no. You have not disqualified yourself. You are a son of the most high God. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. You are the winner and not the loser. You are the victor and never the victim. Get up, girl. Get up, son. You are called to this and you are graced for this and you've got this thing and God is still with you and he still loves you and what you did didn't destroy your destiny. Listen, God God has forgiven you. Listen, you release that thing and let it go. Satan wants you to live in condemnation. He wants you to have a condemned heart and the Bible says when your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart, for he knows all things. So stop beating yourself up for what you did. Ask God to forgive you, receive forgiveness from God, forgive yourself, and let it go. Keep stepping, keep going, keep becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. Say amen to that. Oh, glory to God. I'm talking about guilt-free living. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this. Say this. Say, Father, Joseph learned to forgive others over the years. By the time the situation presented itself, he was able to love his brothers in earnest because he had already released them in his heart. I declare that I am like Joseph and I am like Jesus. I am quick to forgive. Not only do I forgive, but I also receive forgiveness. I refuse to allow guilt and shame to rob me of my future. I strive forward with guilt-free living. I experience the removal of all the heaviness that has kept me down in the past. I am free and I move forward and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. This is the type of message that you know people need to hear. So share it. If you're not getting my notes and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This is the type of message that you might need to listen to again. You got to get this down in your heart. Listen, God is greater than your heart. Stop condemning yourself. God is greater than your heart. He knows all things. Stop allowing Satan to cause you to live in guilt and shame and condemnation. Listen, God has forgiven you. Forgive yourself. Let it go. Forward ever, backward never. The best is yet to come. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.